0: Al Gore, how's it going? Hey, terrible. Good. I need to get a ring like you—a rubber ring. Is that rubber right?
1: I—it's a silicone ring. Yep. Did, that my wife hates because she's like, "Why don't you get a regular metal ring, you idiot?" Because you don't want your finger ripped off when you. I don't want to ripped off, and, I, and she's like, "Oh, you don't even do that much. Uh, you don't even do that much handyman work, whatever." I'm like, "There's enough." Yeah, no. It's so funny. I told my wife I'm gonna get
0: one because you know we're gonna be working on the job site a lot more and in the summer doing stuff. And she said she didn't want me to do it because then it's easier to take off. I'm like, that's where your head is. <laughs> like, I go, you rather have me rip my finger off? And, yes, and that's like, what they. That's yeah. what they want. And that's what I go, they like, it would capture. What if it rips my hand off? She's like, I don't care. <laughs>
1: I'm still doing it. I'm not ripping my stupid finger off. <laughs> so it's not going terrible. It's just going, uh, it's, I'm, on, I'm on week three of strikeout. I, I, this is my third week of striking out. Sales wise. Terrible sales. No sales. What? Really not good stuff. Okay. Uh, so I have, a, I have an article I want to read um, mm-hmm. that I found that I oh, think. Oh, you haven't bounced back yet? God, no. No. So, so this whole how to a, bounce back from a disastrous sales drought is is theoretical. This is all. This is all okay. We're gonna I, let's figure out how to do this. Okay. How how does Lance bounce 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 back? Okay. I like it because I have some
0: on the same topic. Remember when I was striking out? So That's what all. I'm saying. Come, so, if you're in sales and if you're in business, you're in sales. Yep. You should listen to this.
1: So uh, we'll post this link. Uh, the, it, this, is a, this is a blog. It's a, it, it's a blog post, um, but it's, it's great because it lays out uh, a couple of different steps about how you can, and it's titled, how, how to Bounce Back from a Disastrous Sales Drought. Okay? So Al, have you ever suffered from a dr- sales drought? If you have, don't worry. Ooh. They're inevitable for every business and every sales person. Uh, even when you're working hard every day, reaching out to prospects and chasing up your attempts, you might still miss your targets. When you're going through a sales slump, you not only face financial implications to your business, you also risk affecting the morale of your sales team, which is just, I guess that's just you and I, yeah. right? And that's what, and, and so my morale is, is terrible right yes, now. Like I'm true. just like kind of, kind of dejected yep. uh, because I feel like a lot of my meetings went so well, incredibly well. And I, and I would come into the office and like exclaim like, Oh, I can't believe, I can't believe this new, uh, the new template is working so well. Uh, you know, when I just show, I flip to my house every single time, one of our, one of our pictures in the little portfolio at the end of our new contract that we use to sell is my house. my family's there, wife's there, kids there every single time. It's just awesome. Not an icebreaker. we just kind of like, I feel like it seals the deal. You know what I like about this conversation is that
0: sometimes, not often, but some people, um, a lot of times you post success is on Facebook or you tell people about, Hey, good things happen. Right. And then, you know, oh, yeah, of course
1: it would. Or like, maybe that's everything's going the, for you guys. Yeah. Man, you guys are just crushing it. Not- and I was like, oh, yeah, we forget to tell you about all the sucky Yeah. So too. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about the sucky stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we I am not crushing it at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm still crushing it. So it's okay. I know. I know. Uh, hard work is, that isn't paying off can quickly kill motivation, creativity, and passion for the job. And if you don't see a way out, you might even start to doubt your business as well as the products and services. But when did a negative frame of mind ever help anyone working in sales? When you're oh. in the mindset of a sales drought, the important thing to remember is there is a way out. Keep reading this blog post to discover five steps that can help oh you bounce back. So I'm going to do that, okay? Number one, accept the drought. At this point, you're probably feeling pretty stressed, right? Yes. 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 My wife and I (laughs) were just like lamenting. She she had some terrible stuff happen to her business wise too. She actually uh, got kind of sort of bailed out of the situation she was in, and everything's now she's kind of she's literally bouncing back. Right. Good. I am not though, except for maybe this afternoon. Uh, So before you can bounce back from your sales drought, you must accept that slow periods are perfectly normal for any business. You might find that this is the most challenging task, especially if you've never faced a problem like this before. Even though you have, right? Yes, you have. Most of the time, sales slumps follow a period of extensive growth, which last year we had more extensive growth, uh, and/or changes to the business structure. We didn't have any of that. And as you might know know already, um, maybe you maybe you maybe you want to argue about that. And okay. as you might know already, these things uh, these things come naturally to any growing company. With this in mind, it's good to acknowledge from the start the likelihood of facing the inevitable sales drought so how can you make the most of your slump Uh, take this time to sharpen your selling skills search for new prospects and reach out to your most loyal customers what might seem like downtime is in in fact just brewing time for your sales force to step uh, step it up a notch still feeling down not to worry you might be you might be on the brink of a major breakthrough so i did actually do uh that part one of those parts and that was reaching out to one of my our most loyal customers so the clients for the top shelf. I I took them out to lunch uh and, and the contractor and it was sort of a kickoff meeting. They end up you know they signed with the contractor and at the end of the lunch. But what what it was a good round table because they had is it the contractor that we no one like? Yeah. Cool. So uh that contractor, we both got referred. The contractor and I got referred to this client from from the top shelf clients but i never followed up on the lead because what it was was uh, was the builder contacted that client and said hey uh, he even had a phone call with them and said yeah yeah the first thing first thing to do is you got to contact the architect gave him my number and everything and i just expected them to call well they never did so then oh, i followed up failed it was idi- it was idiotic yes but i but i just had a i just had some kind of faith like oh okay well great yeah you yeah. referred it like i just wanted it to come I'm, no but again
0: i'm glad you're saying this because not in a harsh way but like that's that's not the f9 way. The f9 way is to call absolutely or to email run or run something. right at run, Exactly. And not everyone's
1: perfect and people forget and people get busy, but yes, like. So here's what happened. So uh I I got back in t- I got in touch with that or, or then I I asked the top shelf clients about that and I said and they go, "Oh yeah, well I thought they got in touch with you." Nope, they didn't. And then he said, so then he started texting the, the 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 potential client and said hey i have got my architect right here can he get in touch with you and they go yes absolutely so i got in touch with him and then uh, there's two other people that are involved in, in this in this pro- this potential project they ended up hiring a design build firm to design their house and came in twice over budget really two times you would think with a design Build firm that they'd be on budget. Like that's their main selling. Their point. budget is three hundred fifty thousand dollars to build their house. It' not a big one. They already own the land. Like it's okay. actually pretty reasonable. And and they all they want is a ranch, a small ranch oh, style okay. house. Very easily done. I d- I did the math. Yep. Um, the the design build firm came in at seven hundred fifty thousand. Wow, how many square feet? Oh, two thousand. Well, so here's the thing. So this design build firm just kind of refused to listen to them, which I, I kind of blew me away because I thought architects only do that. <laughs> 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 I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. So they they came in. They were like, yeah, they didn't even they didn't design anything we wanted and stuff like that. So I was, you know, was and we're just emailing back and forth about all these things. So I put together a proposal for them. And sent it out to them uh, within 24 hours of that. Having these these emails and phone calls and stuff, and phrased everything in in such a way that like I took notes or whatever and put them at the end, you know, and said like, "Here's the client's requests, or wishes, and all that stuff." And they, you know, one of the things they said after they first looked at, looked at the first pass of the project or the the proposal was, "Oh, wow." we really feel like you'll, you'll listen to us and you come highly recommended and all this other stuff. So yeah. I have a meeting with them. Uh, I have a phone call with them tomorrow because I'm doing everything I can to break out of this freaking slump. There you go. On a Saturday. I'm taking yep. time out of my Saturday yep. and having a sales call with them and to try to get them signed.
0: Good. Yeah. So they already went through the design quote because I'm like air quotes because obviously they didn't listen process and now they're going li- to like, no,
1: we're going to do it. Right, And you know what? For anybody else who's ever jumping into that situation, I think it's tricky because you're like, oh man, they've already been burned once. You know, how do you structure your fees based on that? Like you just keep them the same. Do you have any kind of leeway, you know, where you're like, oh man, I'm so sorry, but you know, it's still going to cost X, Y, and Z to get it done. Oh
0: yeah. Well, how close is the plan that they have? I haven't even seen the plan. Basically, it's, that's the it's only, so far off. It's yeah. so
1: far off of what they wanted. They said, it's better for you to just start over, which that's what I wanted. Anyway, okay. was to just, I'd, I'd rather just start over.
0: Well, know what though? I mean, you, you could maybe give them a five or 10% discount maybe. But the other thing might be, you might, I don't know the answer to this. You might hold to your guns and say, hey, this is the price because we actually listen and we design it for 300000 not for $700,000. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know. That seems like what, uh, like, enix ears would say, you know, or business of architecture, Mm -hmm. like, hold your value out. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the practical, you know, (laughs) being on the boots on the ground is like, you know, give them 5% discount, 10% discount. I wonder if, like, the audience is yelling, yes, no. Uh (laughs) I always wondered that, actually. Because I know, (laughs) I know. Because some of them text, there's a couple of them that text us, Lance. And because last time we talked about should we do basically... I read red lines, red dimensions mm-hmm. or red whatever. Um, and you said blue, which is totally fine. And two people were listening to it this week and they're like, Oh yeah, we already do that. Same yeah, price. It was, it was- which blew my mind because we should never rest on our laure- laurels. Right. We do think we do do clean plans and stuff like that. But, um, I was like, Oh, not that we're behind because I don't think we're behind, but it's good to know that these firms, which are good firms, both of them,
1: um, are good firms. are so like, yeah, we're doing it, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I've, I've I've accepted the drought. I've done number one, and I have, I've, I've at least I've at least went back to you know customers that that are that are loyal and and uh, are ba- the best ones that we've had so far. So that so that that is working. But man, is it hard to accept that drought? Honestly, like I can't. I, I, it's not that we haven't. I'm not nervous because I, I don't. I'm not upset or nervous or anything like that, or have a negative feeling about it. About like I'm getting a ton of prospects every day. I'm getting several prospects. It's just that, like, I'm not. I haven't. If anything, the sales pitch has gotten better. The fees haven't really changed. I'm, you know, even if it's like a master suite edition, like I know what it ta- takes to do it, and I, you know, to still be competitive. I just don't know. Understand the strikeouts. I I like it's very. That's what it's so strange. It just seems like what I thought. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? Well, like, what the hell am I doing wrong? I I can't figure it out.
0: I have two thoughts. One, going back to my strikeout phase, where I did pick up. I think I picked up half of like the five that I was going for, or two. Yeah, two out of out of five. Yep. Now this week, two more, which are two custom house clients, one in Denver, one in Boulder. One emailed me and literally like as I'm, I'm trying to do other stuff today's, um, they're asking if they could, they have an idea in their head what lot size they need. They said, could we go cheaper? I mean, smaller. So I said, hey, we could design a house that's this wide by this deep and then taking into account setbacks, stuff like that. And then I added, so I go, you could shrink to about this size, but if you're thinking about a lot, send it to me. So she goes, how about this lot? And I found out that it would um, we could only do one story because of zonings. So I said that you couldn't do it and drew a little thing extremely quickly. She goes, how about this lot? So then I did another one extremely quickly. And I said, yes, you could do two stories, but this is going to be skinnier lot. So you're going to have to do a floor plan like this. Um, so, And then the, the another client I'm meeting with next week in Boulder is one of the strikeouts. And what I'm getting to is that remember years ago when we started, it was not uncommon for it to take a year to get a client, a half a year. So that's like how I would consider it in your head. Right? Try to have a bigger perspective, on a that longer thing. perspective. Yeah. And it goes back to let's not name names because you're going to know who I'm talking about, and let's not name where they're at. Or okay, like okay. That. Uh, because I'm going to get into like Fair a bigger enough. picture. So we met with a client years ago that somehow found us, liked our stuffs. And they didn't go with us. They went to another architect, right? Uh, came back, called me, went and visited them. Mm-hmm. And, and their process with their house just, they are so convinced that there's so many inefficiencies and there's so much coordination problems and all that that he literally wants to like redo the whole building industry, right? And he even said, hey, listen to your podcast. Um, saw your skyscraper project, thought it was the coolest thing. And what's hilarious is that there's this, uh, in my life, there was this little play between you know create or criticize, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So when we create the skyscraper or, or stuff like that and put things out there like the podcast, it's coming back. On the same, I was on a forum on Facebook and, and I failed because it should have been entertainment only and I engaged.
1: Oh no. And
0: what's hilarious <laughs> is about is that what this guy wants to do is, and the guy I'm talking about uh, created a product that everyone in America knows about, right? So he's literally my exact age. And so just know that like, that's where he's coming from. If I name the product, everyone of you would be like, oh yeah, I know that product. Yep. So he's credible, right? So what we're engaging in is like, okay, how can we solve this solution? And boiling boiling ideas, because the first idea is never like the the final idea. And I'm reading uh, Creativity, Inc. It's the story of Pixar. And he's going through some of the early versions mm-hmm. of the movies. And they're nowhere near, you know, what the later versions are. And Pixar has been hit after hit after hit after hit. So there's one vein of my life where it's, hey, let's bubble up. And we're just starting to get solutions, right? And it's funny because even you, like I talked to you about it. And you're like, well, it, you know, um, this solution you're geared toward, it's about, you know, stick frames. Yeah. And and why I'm so interested in about it is because I always, like you've said, said stick frames aren't the hardest part. The hardest part is putting everything together. And if you think about what we're trying to solve, that's it, eliminating all those putting togethers. And that's where it makes sense is like, how do we not have 20 tasks on a wall and just have one or two tasks on a wall, right? And then eliminate all that overhead you know, insight coordination, and coordination,
1: just yep. yep, in the layering. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side
0: in that group, it was all like criticism and negative And like, I even got beat up a little bit in there, but it's such a junk, junk form, it doesn't even matter. But it's so funny because I can't even tell, like, what you're criticizing, there's people in the world, aka me, who are actually doing something. Yeah. Well. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, come on, people. You guys are crazy. They are and crazy. justifying like criticism is the first step of, uh, Eliminating good ideas. No, no, no. So Pixar, that was literally their logic. Pixar, who is a billion-dollar company, who's arguably made the best movies in the last 20 years. Yeah, as
1: far as uh, children's animations
0: go, absolutely. Hands down. Yep. They said, he said, the head, um, the only criticism that's acceptable is that when you're um, protecting a baby idea. Okay. I buy that. Yep. Yep fair enough so anyways that's where and and why that ties back in is because this was a client from what 2 3 years ago mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. coming back so mm-hmm. like it'd be funny even if you strike out on these 2
1: years in the future the way you handle
0: yourself what you put out there you know
1: and i can, well can th- i mean now you say you know way you handle yourself and put you out there god there was one there was one sales meeting That, I just, I, it was, it was one of those where you're like, wow, I will write, I will write a chapter about this one day because it went so badly because it was just like very confrontational. Well, do you want to talk about this? Because this happened this week, right? It it was, yeah, it was so weird. That's what I'm saying is this is why it's so frustrating is this like really good prospects. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning like this was a, a project in
0: our town. In in it was like a 24 unit thing, something we could do, something we could like
1: multifamily. Yes, we, you know, we're very comfortable bare, with. Bare, perfect residential, multifamily, yep. right up our alley. We could add our little touch to it. We can add our touch to it. It's right down the street. We have the manpower for it. Uh, we under we because of uh, you you and I, but mostly you know, cutting our teeth on the um, on our Mark II project, going oh through my the city. God. Just understanding and getting to know all the planning staff, you know, on a personal level and a professional level, and then being able to talk about the money, fire lines first, water tap fees, all of these things. I was like going into this meeting on a raw piece of land with this. I've never met this developer, and it just was terrible. So I don't know if anybody else ever, ha, ever had this but man maybe this is just like you'll feel better after hearing that I had to go through this and I think Alex has been there too where you go into a meeting with a potential client and it's just it's completely contentious contentious because they're bringing a lot of negativity from Maybe not understanding the building process, not understanding the new planning process because they haven't been they haven't built in a town this town or any other town for like ten years, twenty years, so the bureaucracy the levels of bureaucracy they're just not used to you know all these new requirements of like totally this understandable why they're frustrated yeah we're frustrated and what well, so what was ultimately frustrated, so I go into it, it, that's the kind of attitude I was met with right away. And everybody know everybody who listens to this podcast knows that that where Lance is at politically, and that he, he he Alex too, and in a way of like, oh man, the government it could it could operate a lot better. Absolutely, it could be it could like there could be more efficiencies, right? Yep. So I you know I'm I try to use that to my advantage when I have meetings like that with a client like this. Where I say I try to be empathetic with them like, yeah, I know I I, I can also complain about the bureaucracy and they could you're be literally better on their side. Like, Absolutely. yes, I agree.
0: We, we shouldn't have to go through all these steps and loopholes. And but
1: stuff like uh, no matter how hard I tried to lay that out in my on my sleeve, just for him to see that, like, yeah, I know I'm with you. By the way, we're also doing, we're doing a project in town and we're having to go through this and it's crazy and man, I wish, you know, during the next recession, we're going to do this and this and this and maybe we should form a lobby group. Nothing was working. What the guy wanted in the end, I I finally figured it out was he was hoping somehow I was like some kind of blazing architect that could just like force my way through the city and just like tell him F you and we're going to do all this other stuff. But that was not it and I was never going to be that, so... I'm trying to think it of ended an up-
0: analogy. So, so this guy, and to give some context, um, uh, you need things to submit to the city, like a survey, and it needs to be an Alta survey. You need floor plans. And, and what that means, just so
1: everybody knows, if they don't know what that is, is it basically locates like almost everything you could think of you know, utility lines, underground, overhead, all that kind of stuff. And basically, it's. Not too much different from a survey. It's just a checklist
0: to make sure. Because I've had surveys come in and they're like, where's the inlet for the sewer? I was like, oh, we've got to go back out and get that. You know, The Alta would have t- taken care of that. Um, so I, it, it's kind of like uh, he kind of wants to like, if you were to write a book and print it, but saying like, oh, no, no, I don't need the author actually write it. Like we're just going to do it, right? Well,
1: it's funny <laughs> you bring up the survey in the way you did because that was one of his comments. He goes, look, I got a survey right here. Why? Why can't I just use this? Like, I already have a survey. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I feel for you, you know. And then again, I tried to do the empathy thing, and I go, you know, we, we even had to get one done for a garage, just a garage edition that we were gonna do. I go, yep. I get, I said, it, it, it is what it is. I understand your frustration i just could not break through so it was just like i couldn't i couldn't be more frustrated because it was two weeks of striking out and then going into like oh you know every time i go into a meeting i'm look i, I am an optimist at heart so even like if i strike out the day before if i get a new prospect i'm going into that next meeting with optimism and going like yes. this is a fresh start here we go here we yep. go it's like a like a challenge you know but boy, is it tough! <laughs> like you just keep, you know, it's like doing definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, no good results. Yeah. Oh, so here's what I, here's kind of what I want to segue into then. Okay, so the second point about well, this is: is it about the same person? No, it's kind okay. of moving. Just moving so, the conversation ahead. <laughs> but
0: before we move on. It, um I don't understand what's going to happen because we also know a big landowner in the area that's old school and I'm not against the old school. It's, it reminds me of working in the County, which is the way I think it should more be Is like, okay, are you going to build to the building coach? Yes. Um, do you have a survey that kind of has the stuff? Yes. Like I, I would love to be on board, but, uh, these older gentlemen are used to that. And like, are they just going to sit on this land? And since they own it, like, are you just hamstringing? And then, and then is it, you know, do you want to blame them or do you want to blame the city? You know, they were doing this stuff 20 years ago.
1: Now, now they're like, what? I have to hire like eight people. Before Literally. Can... Oh, they're just not used to it. I mean, the, yeah, the amount of professionals now that you have to hire to do even just a single but, family home sometimes is ridiculous. But what's so crazy, I think people
0: in dense city might, might understand this is that because Boulder bought up all the open space. Everyone, you know, in, in, in Boulder County, there's not much land yet. So, there's land ho- owners who are holding lands, and they could just, and they're rich enough since they have it. So, all the available land is bought up by the county, the rest is bought up by people who might just sit on it.
1: Oh, and and, that's and like
0: that's so scary.
1: Do you, I don't know how <laughs> people about, realize what's going on. Oh, I wish they did. I wish they did. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's exactly it's two different things. I mean, you just yeah. you described it perfectly. Is like okay. First of all, there's this there's this ring around the cities. Yep. We can't. It's either a water line or a landline. Can't. So you're not gonna. You, now you just made this resource. um, more scarce, so and everybody supply demand end of story. That's easy economics. The, the city might say like, "Oh yeah, no, there's a bunch of open lots that we don't have. There's at least ten percent." Yeah, there are guys sitting on it because they're not going to go through your process. Exactly, or girls, exactly. Matter. And that's the second part is like, "Oh, geez, I we, the general public." Once again, I, I don't know how old, you know if I could find the time to write an article or something after we're done with developments and you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's that. So the second thing I wanted to talk about, and that's in this article is, so his second point here is revise your sales targets. And I don't think this is something you and I have talked about for a while, but like, well, you know, it it takes X amount of dollars to run the firm every month. So we've kind of just, we've been flying by the seat of our pants, but being with a ship that we're able to steer. I don't know how else to describe that. Like... It's not like you and I sit down and go, "Yep, we need to bring in a hundred thousand dollars in the quarter one." Should we be? Should we? You know, should we be saying stuff like that or writing it down or like should you and I start a spreadsheet so that we like because it's like the butterfly effect, right? Or like manifesting your reality or like the world around you. Like, okay, if you if you have if we put a number out there, would we then? Would we just? You know, would the universe align in that way? to where we would start trying for those targets? Or would it be, is that not the way to go? I don't know if it would be helpful. <laughs> it's a great question because two things come up.
0: I, I've been thinking about this, and, and I think everyone would say, yes, that's the answer, Lance. You need to do that. But then what happens when literally think about two instances? Um, One, uh, okay, hey, this week, Al, you need to bring in this much, Lance. You need to bring in this much. Oh, the Amazon idea comes in. You know, so, okay. i'm I'm like i literally cannot stop myself from designing an amazon headquarters there's like nothing i can do about it right so that just kind of blew that oh but did that kind of come back and like play into it later or hey this one guy who you know like came up well that kind of blew a day and a half two days there but that's like we create (laughs) we we create and maybe we should have like a a more process and a
1: you know well let me describe what the recommendation is okay see what you think ready so how often should you be reviewing your sales goals? Let's say we just made some. Yeah. Let's say we just both, we looked at what it costs to run the firm and we're like, okay, we know sure. we got to double it, whatever. Yeah. I would recommend a goal review each morning before the start of the workday and, and, <laughs> and the end of each day, each week. Now, you know, this is maybe sales for somebody else. It is is not, that for someone who is literally a salesperson? That's if, you, like, if you lead a sales team, strive to get everyone involved at least one review session team. per month. So I think it's maybe once per month you and I talk or think about it or but then again I don't know. So well well know what what if it was quarters Lance?
0: What what if it was quarters, right? And then we come in and then we say like okay and then we just like go from that concept of a quarter because it could fluctuate. It could be let's I'm making up numbers. It could be like uh 10,000, 10,000, 50,000 in sales, 12,000. And then like, are you going to beat yourself up the first two months because you got a big one brewing in the works? You know, and you you might, it might, whatever, but then the next month it could be 80,000, 20, 10, 40,000. Okay, that's another quarter. Okay, great. You know, I don't know the
1: answer. I don't know the answer either.
0: <laughs> but I, if we are going to start, my gut is saying, like, let's start at quarters. I, start I Yeah, quarters. maybe just quarters. Mm-hmm. And isn't another one coming up? Like... I guess we could
1: start it however we wanted to. Yeah. Well, theft season's over, so maybe that's, you know, maybe me first. I don't know. Yeah. We should think about it, though. We should think about it. So just, there you go. The seed is planted, okay? Okay, number three. This one kind of blew my mind. Number three, rebuild your prospect base. Each, and I don't know what industry this applies to, but I know it applies to us because this is the way it works. Each year, you'll lose 14% of your customers. So, lesson: never stop prospecting. And I don't think we ever do. No. Uh, if so, if this statistic proves anything, it's that whether your business is in a sales slump or not, you should always be in the lookout for new prospects. It should come as no surprise that a lack of qualified leads is precisely what will trigger the inevitable sales slump. Um, to break out of your decline, start searching for new prospects. The best place to begin is your current account list. Touch base with any prospects in the past that have. Uh, that have been swayed by a follow up are you nurturing these leads if not now is the time to start as nurtured leads produce a 20% increase in sales opportunities versus those that are not nurtured well
0: nurtured know what that expands to not only lands our our past clients but i think we should maybe have a list of everyone every bid that we failed to get because they could have went through something and it could have been a terrible experience and then they might say, oh, yeah, I'm not doing anything, but Bob is.
1: And I'm not going to recommend not my architects. I'm gonna just- that's a good idea. That is a good idea. Absolutely. Yep. I'm not going to recommend Bob because he just uh, he did a terrible job. And, yeah, my friend Sue, she needs work uh, done. So check it out. Yeah. So I think we should be keeping a list of the ones that we don't even get to. Yeah. Okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. I think after this, I'm going to I'm going. That's going to be one of my things is to. OK, screw it. Now I'm going to start. And I was going to do this anyway, but I feel like this is the kick in the butt for like start the spreadsheet, you know, contact, you know, it lists out days you contacted them all, what happened, et cetera. Right. Yep. Uh, Okay. Number four, reinvent your environment. Your environment has a big impact on the way you work. We are already doing this because we're going to build, right? Uh, whether you realize it or not, that's that's why a change of scenery or an office overhaul is an important step to bouncing back from a sales drop. I don't know what we could do regarding that. According to a music work study, how about this? Seventy percent, 77% of businesses said playing music in the workplace. Increase staff morale and improve the atmosphere. Well, we do that. Yeah. So I think, I think we're already doing that. And then this one, this one's going to make you laugh. Okay. This is the last one. Ready? Considering coaching. ah uh, Have you ever considered hiring a coach? (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like I have. have. You have. Have we though? I mean, have have we really considered it? God, what would push us over the edge? Well, no. The first thing they'd say:
0: What's your sales targets? We'd be like, we haven't done it yet. Why haven't you done it? How do you know where you are if you don't know where you are? Yeah. And that's what I mean.
1: Face off. Right. 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 Maybe we're stupider than we think. Maybe we are stupid. I think we think, (laughs) I don't think we give ourselves that much credit. Uh, Yeah. So uh, according to research conducted by ICF Global Coaching, there are countless benefits to getting professional coaching for you and your team. Not only does coaching improve work performance business management, it also impacts your team's psychological state. So, you know, I was actually contacted by a business coach like two, two weeks ago. And it was $600 a month. Which is double what it costs to to advertise on House, you know. Which, by the way, House might have actually got us hopefully a one client, uh, custom one, coming up soon. That's one prospect. I'm it's not dead. Yeah. Um, my wife's helping to buy land, but man, I don't know. So that's kind of that was my thing today was just to lay it out there for everybody. Hey, we we might look like we're crushing it all the time, but. Al is, Lance no. isn't. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm just making fun of you.
0: I, I, I have a cheaper coach for you, Lance. Ready? Yeah. Once, once I remake the website, I want you to take out, I have a fresh copy of story brand, one that I didn't mark up. And literally go through chapter, you can scan through because you already read it and like write down notes and be like, okay, are we doing that on the website? Next chapter, are we doing it? Because you said, and here's the problem. Here's the problem with a lot. Here's where I think coaches help out. A lot of us, we could guess and know what they're going to say. But is there a system? And that's what they sell you on. Is there a system that systematically follows up and keeps you accountable? So that's what, like, I should do the website, and then you pre- I'm serious. And, I, and Get I that book. I agree. And through. then
1: I should do. So I should hold you accountable in that way, because you, yep. you're. And then I should do this the spreadsheet of just like we should just. You and I should just have in the marketing. I should just do it today here's a spreadsheet and we just hold we each start, other accountable and start fricking doing it and start adding those names, start adding those names, go through the list. Yeah. What can it hurt? I I, I just, I, th- I think that was some really valuable insight of, well, yeah, maybe they didn't go with us and then maybe they had a terrible experience and just by chance, one of their friends wants to build and now they need to go with them. Yeah. us, So now they want to recommend yep. us. And wow,
0: That's, What's crazy too, is that like, even from some, uh, other professionals that I'm working with on bigger projects, like one project, one project they did. Okay. And then now like they're failing, like it's not consistent. I I don't where I'm going with that. Is that like, I don't know. I feel like we're, I feel like we're consistent, but maybe not.
1: Not all the time. Um, honestly, last quarter of last year, I'll be honest. Like I kind of let some stuff fall through just because we are a little bit understaffed. Um, you know, which is our fault. Like, you know, take the ownership yeah. there. 100% Jocko. Jocko, Jocko Stell. So that's that. So we'll see. Hopefully, he, I'll, on a positive note, I'll kind of you know uh, segue into whatever we're talking about next. Oh, you're doing cool stuff. That's what you're talking about. No, no, we're going straight to Nick Reed's. Oh, good. I missed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I have a meeting. I'm going to sign this this contract with this per, with for just an a, 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 like a mother-in-law suite uh, detached apartment or whatever, like in the alley of Denver that is getting signed. Okay. That is okay. getting signed. There you go. Positive yeah, I'm thinking. bringing two contracts, getting it done. That's going to break me out of the slump. I have a sales meeting on a uh, conference call on Saturday morning, tomorrow. And then I, I've been really f- trying to foster this big client. Um, that's uh, that I met with last week, literally last Friday. Uh, to try to get them to sign over by Monday, they're gonna mull over the project. So, Lance, everybody, use, you can do it. Give me, give me some you positive, positive, positive energy, uh, so we can we can keep this gravy Chain going. All right, and with that, Nick reads. Yeah. Oh, one thing before Nick reads, I want to give him <laughs> Alex. You see, I'm trying to go pee here. I don't know I've what he's walk, trying to do. Trying to walk out the room for the last <laughs> well, five minutes here. <laughs> keep talking. Hang on, I was going Now I gotta find the message. Oh, okay, here it is. So I want to give a big congratulations out to Nick because he just won um, the AIA Jacksonville Design uh, Excellence Award for a design build house called HOF. Congratulations, Congratulations. Nick. Good job. Okay.
2: Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Make an impact in their world. Always be client-driven the design and professional services worlds are filled with small shops and big egos these egos hinder providing great services to clients I say ditch the ego this is the first step in becoming a great professional services firm put the clients needs first you must listen learn and then commence a collaborative process Understand your client's needs and business, and what their issues and opportunities are. With this background, you can share your ideas. Always include the client in the process and dialogue. Art Gensler Lance, I wish I could have been sitting next to you on the 17th when you hit send. Oh, I can only imagine the combination of words being mumbled. What is it that taxation is again? And Josh, I know what you're doing. I see you coming. I don't like it.
1: Toodles. Oh Nick. Oh, yeah. You know it wasn't as bad as last year. I think I already said that, like uh you know, the 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 amount we had to pay in wasn't wasn't too bad. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um <laughs> Again, just a reminder that your clients are important to listen and collaborate with them. So, good stuff from Art Gensler again. Are we almost done with that book? Yes, we're getting towards the end. What are we What's the next book? You know what? I don't know, but my gut says Extreme Ownership by Jocko.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. You, I was Nick got through that book yet? Because when he first started reading, and he 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 said, "Ah, he was, he, he's like scared." He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it scares me. I can't read it. I can't even listen to him. Like, oh, uh, Jocko, you're, I'm just not. I'm not even a man. Am I even a man? Yeah. <laughs> no, what you can listen, uh, you can listen to his kid podcast now. You know, he has, he has a kid podcast. Yeah, it's called Way of the
0: Warrior Kid. So he he has a book called Way of the Warrior Kid. Uh, Jocko is very straightforward in his names. He has a store. It's called Jocko Store. His podcast called Jocko Podcast. <laughs> 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 so really owns himself doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways uh i listened to the first one it's kids asking him questions and uh that's it,
1: adorable yeah and Excellent.
0: then he, he answers it and it's hilarious because it's
1: good stuff too so you can get on that by the way nick you don't have anything to worry about yeah you're our reader you're our number one reader nick. for life yeah let's
0: so let's go to our second to last segment which is ARE Reads, and let's bring in the guy. No, 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 not ARE Reads, ARE Jeopardy. Holy cow. Here we go. Okay, first question What is the grade of brick used where it will not be exposed to weather? Um, so A is SW, B is MW. C is NW. So brick has different grades to it. Those are the letters. And one means not exposed to weather. SW, MW, NW. Yep.
1: So which one, which, one, uh, which one should you specify if it's not exposed to weather, a.k.a. the brick that's in the top shelf house, which is not exposed to weather. It's inside. Okay. Huh. A little colluding <laughs> no, no, no. He did, we see this we failed to do this, that's what i'm, I'm saying, <laughs> ah, 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 okay, what do we got what do we got c c b c is correct
0: c is correct
1: no weather? <laughs> non weathering, I think, yeah, literally yeah. and and yep, so we there's a tiebreaker at the end, just in case, and we'll have I'll rephrase it now based okay. on that answer, yep. All right, um, that follow-up. So. Ooh, okay, gotcha. Uh, question two.
0: According to M1307.3, elevation of ignition sources, appliance having an ignition source shall be elevated such that the source of the ignition is not less than A, 12 inches, B, 16 inches, C, 18 inches, D, 24 inches. Oh, this was you wrote this one. I know I needed to put that one in. Okay, uh, twelve inches, sixteen, eighteen, twenty-four.
1: What the hell kind of a question is this? You're hilarious. That's
0: a good question. Everyone should know that. Did you just? Uh, yeah, no, I knew that. I I knew that. Is this a city comment or something? Like, is that what inspired this question? Uh, it's a city comment. But when the city comment, you know, came, I immediately. Oh, it's this. That's the answer. Okay, I can't see. D- don't. Okay, C,
1: A, D. It is C. Elaborate this one. What is it? What is it? What okay, does this so, even so mean? Okay, so a furnace,
0: a furnace. And then I think this is spe- oh. specifically in the garage. And here's the reason why. So if you have a car going, it's, it's creating carbon, you know, dioxide and all that. That's settling down. You want the ignition source elevated to
1: 18 inches. So that so that you can get more combustible, like oxygen, basically, right? That so that it works. Well, yeah, because yeah. otherwise it wouldn't. Yep. Have the environment. Oh,
0: that's yep. interesting. Okay. Also, it's only if it opens into the garage unfinished. If it opens into an entryway, that's not good. Yeah, because that's. Yep.
1: Look at you guys. All Boop. right. Boop. Boop. What? What do we got? What, is somebody in the lead? Uh,
0: yeah. No, I don't uh, Marcus.
1: What? Marcus All right. in the lead. He's got the eye of the tiger. <laughs> 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 I think so too. Okay, number four. Or, I'm sorry, I'll number three. It. Number three. What is the name of a large tooth roller used for the compaction of soil? A compactor, B sheep's foot roller, C dozer, D front loader. Do you need those repeated? Yes. Okay. Do the whole thing. Okay. What is the name of a large tooth roller used for the compaction of soil? A compactor. B, sheep's foot roller, C Dozer, D front loader.
0: What do we got? We have C, B, and A. It B is B. We have a tie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a layup. Oh, I, throw, no. I threw you guys
1: off with the compactor, didn't I? Oh, No. Yeah, I almost wanted to. I almost. I wanted to be a troll and put like compacty boy, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it. All right, number four. What is a smooth and hard pigmented paint that uses varnish as the vehicle? Uh, sorry. What is a smooth and hard hard pigmented paint paint that uses varnish as the vehicle known? as a acrylic b enamel c primer d varnish what is a smooth so it's just a smooth hard pigmented pigmented paint that uses varnish a, oh varnish as a vehicle okay for you know for the for the pigments so there's gonna have a vehicle for the pigments to, to reside in right what is that known as a acrylic b enamel c primer d varnish so it's varnish with
0: smooth and hard pigment paint in it? No, no, just. <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> okay. Okay. C, B, and B. We have a winner. It is B. B.
1: Come back, kid, in the center. Jason wins.
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. And then we have extra questions, so too. For, yeah. Yeah, for next time. Fantastic. All right. Sweet. Can't wait to see where we go eat. All
0: right, that wraps it up. Again, uh, if you want to build a better business uh, that will allow you to be a better architect, you can go get a free course at entrearchitect.com forward slash free course. Go ahead and grab that. Again, if you want to be a better architect, uh, you can be a better architect just by using AutoCAD, but it's uh, what, what is the analogy I'm trying to look for? It's harder for you to do. Right, so let's say you're playing baseball. Yeah, you can play baseball with a glove, or you could play baseball with your bare hands.
1: Ah, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Right? Why would you do that? Because they make gloves.
0: Yes, (laughs) because you don't want to pay the sixty-five bucks to to buy a glove. Yeah, but you should. So you could do that, and that's what you're doing with AutoCAD, but you should get Revit. Um, and it is, it's 65 per month and you can get Revit light and AutoCAD light for that. If you just want Revit, it's 55 per month, Google it, you will find it. You can do a free trial. You can just start with a free trial and then go from there. If you need the full version, um, the, you won't need the full version right away. That's the one that costs $2,000 a month. Uh, I mean a year, not a month. And that's like 183 a month. The big difference that that allows you to do is add plugins and collaborate. So if you don't need to do that, you don't need to worry about it. It also has structure in it, but you don't, if uh, you won't need that right away. So go ahead, get Revit, get on the gravy train. Let's get going, people.
1: Uh, thanks for everybody who's been leaving reviews on the podcast. I just want to share run, uh, on the iTunes. Um, we really appreciate it. It helps the podcast grow. Our numbers have been great. Uh, we, we, you know, I'm, we're trying to help everybody out just by sharing what we know. Uh, so I wanted to give a special shout out to uh, a gentleman named, uh, left it as hammocks are cool. And so he says, left us a five-star review, He says it's incredibly motivating. Uh, he says, as an emerging professional, I find this podcast incredibly refreshing. They bring up topics in a knowledgeable manner without a sense of intellectual superiority. Their discussions on firm dynamics, uh, firm dynamics, interactions with the community and politicians, and their A-R-E Jeopardy really makes this a podcast gem. So thanks so much for that review. If if we, if we you haven't left a review, please go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Uh, email Alex at AKG at F9 Productions if you do that. Show him a screenshot and he will get you a free PDF copy of the book Creativity Code. And we hope you have a great week. See you next week.